and welcome to Of the People. I'm Robert Chernin. Thank you for joining us again. The Power of Music. So first it was Jason Aldean, Try That in a Small Town, and now another American anthem, perhaps national anthem, which is Richmond, North of Richmond, by an unknown artist, Oliver Anthony, who's not unknown anymore. The interesting thing is music was such an integral part of American history and certainly American patriotism. And obviously now you have the left trying to cancel the music, but I think for a good reason that people need to understand. If you go back in the roots of American history, songs were intertwined with patriotism, intertwined with culture. And then, of course, the anti-war movement and the culture was taken over. Why should music be any different than any other form of media? But let's take you back to some of the songs that, even if you can't recall them, when you hear them, you remember them. And these were hundreds of years ago. So the American Revolution, the, the Civil War, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Remember this one? And then also the Civil War, although it did not really come into vogue until the Spanish-American War, Johnny Comes Marching Home. World War I, one of the most iconic songs in U.S., certainly military history, if not cultural history, Over There. And last but not least on the hit parade, who can forget Kate Smith singing God Bless America. And the interesting thing about God Bless America is at the height of wokeism, which I guess we're still at the height of wokeism, it was canceled because it's deemed to be a racist song. But the purpose here that you understand is A, to trace the roots of all of this and to B, understand why the woke mob wants to cancel these kinds of songs. Because it's those songs that have united the country, the country in the past. And as the pendulum starts to swing the other way, as We've been arguing for a long time on this show. First, you have Jason Aldean. Now you have Oliver Anthony, who, by the way, just wants to live off the grid. And they're canceling it because, God forbid, that this takes root in popular culture. And by that, we mean flyover country and becomes sort of an anthem to fight back. So it's now going to be deemed to be an extreme racist thing or it's an extreme Republican thing. And the media is trying to cancel it, but they're doing it with intent. I'm going to argue that you're going to see more American anthems like this as more and more people wake up and fight back and remember the roots of music as part of the culture that formed the country and kept the country together. And folks, God bless America. We'll be right back with the main show where we're going to take on some of the current events as well that... Lord knows there's a lot this week. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I'm Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host. Erica Reddick. 
Yes, you are. Hello, Erica. Hello. How are you today, Robert? I'm good. So we were talking about music or anthems mm. as part of American culture and protest songs. And yeah. not even protest songs in the 60s, but songs that united the country. And I find it interesting that what we're now seeing is most of the country rally around this is Oliver Anthony's song, which is Rich, Man, Rich Men North of Richmond, mm. right? Which would be Washington, D.C., because once you get north of Richmond, you're basically in Washington, D.C. And I don't know if it's number one or number two on iTunes download, but, but the guy goes from anonymity to rock star status. And I think he's even now got a recording contract by someone who's doing that. But what do you make of, of all of this? Because my argument is that there's something brewing in the culture that people are looking for um, themes to rally around. What do you think? Absolutely. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, which is that music has a way of touching our souls and touching our emotions that no other art form really has the ability to. And I'm going to get, oh my God, I'm getting choked up. Every time I hear that song, uh, Richmond, North of Richmond, or I think about it, I get choked up, um, you know, from the lines about, um, you know, like the, one of the ones that always gets me every single time is the one that our, you know, our men are killing themselves because they're being, um, you know, taking their own lives because they're being attacked on a daily basis with this toxic masculinity, being told that they're not good enough, that they need to sit down, they, we need to medicate them, put them on Adderall, you're not normal, you're not okay, culture this, me too that. And... Got it. I got it. We, I, I got it. And, we and we're going to talk about this. We're going to... We're going to talk about we're the suicide rate later because we're, we're tearing each other down. And this, the reason his song is so powerful is because he is literally speaking to the hearts of the average everyday American who is struggling under the weight of inflation, struggling with the changing of our economy. You know, I'm old enough to remember NAFTA when my stepfather lost his job because they shipped the warehouse that he worked at overseas, um, you know, to Mexico, they, they stopped. I, I will never forget. Um, Oh my God. The name of the company, they make baby formula. They made baby Gerber's, formula Gerber's in Georgia, Vermont, um, Wyeth oh. nutritionals. Um, uh, maybe not and Gerber's. they made Solgar, um, uh, vitamins, all of that got shipped down to Mexico and entire towns surrounding me lost their jobs. All of these men who worked at the warehouse all lost their jobs and it devastated our community. And many of those men were never able to get another job that paid them or gave them the sense of purpose and duty um that those manufacturing jobs did and so you know we just see the gutting of 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 makers you know men 
built things in America. They made things, they used their hands. Everything was given purpose and meaning and they had the ability to feed their families. And now we have an economy, a service economy that is geared towards women, that is geared towards minorities, that gives men no purpose, tells them that they're terrible. And so these songs, that song in particular is really speaking to the heart of America that has been left behind by the elites and by the politicians in Washington. And, you know, between Hillary Clinton calling them deplorables and, you know, AOC calling them flyover country, uh, uh, Barack Obama saying they're bitter clingers clinging to their guns and their Bibles. It is, it is, speaking emotionally to the pain and suffering of the average American. And that's why it's resonating. That's why it's number one. And music has the ability to touch people so much deeper than any other form of culture or art that there is out there. That's a good answer. I agree. I agree that, and that's why when you give up on culture or you let them take over the media, you got, right. you got to breathe on that one. You're going to breathe. You, that Ooh. was a long one. Ooh. You're going to breathe. So here's yes. here's here's the lyrics that I think are most moving. He says, "What the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Oh, it is. Living in a new world with an old soul. These rich men north of Richmond, Lord knows." They all just want to have control. It's pretty, um, pretty, pretty accurate. So who are the rich men north of Richmond? Is there anybody? I mean, there are people richer than the Biden crime family. But, <laughs> but there's no question that the rich men north of Richmond has to now include the Biden crime family. That's right. right? So we're obviously segueing. Did you like that smooth segue? I thought it was uh, a good That was one. a good segue. I thought that it was, was a good, good one segue. because well, and that's why I'll just add the caveat warning. Anyone trying to say that conservatives and Republicans, libertarians should not be engaging in the culture war, you should be suspicious of. So speaking of people who don't think that we should be engaging in the culture war, uh, the Biden crime family. Okay, well, I'm with you. You know, and by I'm the way, you. This is like as the world turns, the latest saga of when we left the Biden crime family, right? I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it goes on and on and on. But there's a couple points I want to bring. I want to bring as up because the world clearly, turns. yes, right. As the world turns, rich men north of Richmond. So um, Joe Biden figurehead number one. So this whole mm -hmm. Devin Archer testimony, which I know we talked mm. about a little bit last week, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, I have read all 141 pages <gasps> of the testimony. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, I have read all 26 pages of the attachments and the emails back and forth. And here's what, what? I can tell you. No, I read them all. I mean, what, I'm impressed. I got nothing better to do with my time. <laughs> I might as well just read them, <laughs> right? Um, I sit up late at night smoking my cigar. I'm uh, Lord is my witness. I have read it all. Okay. I'm because seeing you when you're in like a rocking chair or like a lazy boy. I'm feeling who are you it. calling lazy? I'm feeling and who are you it. calling boy? No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
Sorry. I mean, you know, had to go there. But God is my witness. I have read them all, yeah. all the attachments. And here's what it basically says. So, for, and, and you got to love how the story changes. So, and I want to get to some other Biden crime family stuff, which is also in the news. But, you know, the retort I have for people who goes, wow, did you read the thing where he said, did, did Joe Biden do anything illegal? And he said, not to my knowledge. Um, you know, okay, great. So you've got a witness who says that, but let's just establish the facts. It's up to other people to determine whether or not President Biden or the Biden crime family or Hunter Biden did anything illegal. But what Devin Archer categorically proved in his testimony is that dinner at Cafe Milano at, in 2015 with the executive, I think it was Vadim or whatever from Burisma, which Biden first said he wasn't at, his people denied. Jen Psaki, when she was you know, a spokesperson in the White House press secretary, denied. They put out statements that it was Russian disinformation. Clearly, he was at the dinner. And then after dinner, they send an email. The guy from Burisma sends an email to Hunter Biden and says, you know, great dinner, great seeing your father. Can we get together the next day? And clearly says, wait, folks, so you don't think that I'm making this stuff up. The email says the following. As we spoke yesterday evening, would be great to meet today for a quick coffee. What do you think? I can come by to see you somewhere around noon. But here's the best part. He then goes on to say that they want a meeting and communications resulting, oh, I'm sorry, US, they want the U.S. to publicly or in private communications express their positive opinion and support of Nikolai and Burisma to the highest level of decision makers in the Ukraine and the Ukraine president, of course, president chief of staff and the, and the prosecutor general with the ultimate purpose to close down any case or pursuits against Nikolai in the Ukraine. How is so, that not illegal? <laughs> the well, quid it's not pro you. quo. It's not the... up to you. It's not up to you or me to decide legal. Again, remember the argument last week. The argument for me was very simple. Impeachment is not That's being true. convicted it's of a crime. It's not a legal proceeding. You it's, are correct. Well, but it's an indictment. What it, an indictment. So, you know, President Trump has now been indicted, you know, in four different venues. Great. Let's see what they can prove and let's see if it holds up as, as constitutional. And that's fine. Let them take their best shot. I mean, this is like as the world turns. I mean, are we ever going to get out of this? I doubt it. But you impeach someone. It's like an indictment. It says there's enough. We deem there's enough evidence to go to trial. And then therefore you go to trial. So it's not up to us to say, you know, impeach, meaning remove from office. Like when Clinton was impeached, I wanted Clinton impeached because I wanted the stain on his record. No pun intended on stain in the blue dress, by the way. Um, sorry. Had, had to, did you expect me not to go there? I mean, really? Right. So, but I didn't think that the infidelity I mean, he lied under oath, but he lied about sex. So it was okay if you lie about sex, apparently, at least back in, you know, 96 or right. 98 or whatever Mind it was. Congress is fine as long as it's when you're cheating on your wife. Right. Exactly. Hey, hey, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, we have standards here, but they're <laughs> low standards, but we have standards. But I did not think that it rose to a level of impeachment, a level of, of conviction that he should have been removed mm. from office for, for Fair. it. Fair. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. To but the it listeners, was unbecoming of the president, totally. unbecoming of the office, and should be put on record. I would agree a with that. Absolutely. So, so you have that with Devin with Devin Archer, right? So the first thing is, and you know, again, you've got this whole thing where they've now documented that twenty million dollars or more just from the Ukraine has gone to Biden family members or entities controlled by the Bidens. 
And now the story out of the White House changes, which is first he wasn't there, and then he was discussing the weather. And if you remember our friend's line, right. I think was the best one, which is, yes, he was discussing whether or not he was getting a cut of the pie. But, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, that's for you, Jay. So now the story's changes is that he did nothing illegal and there's no evidence. So when you start arguing, I'm there's no evidence. So that's, so it's, everything's changing. It's, it's like Lucy and the, um, it's like um, Charlie Brown and the football. <laughs> yeah. Keep moving the goalposts and moving the football. Right. Well, and so, that's the thing. So what do you think? Is... Of, I mean, am I, am I, I mean, you know, I get on the rant here, but we're still on rich man, rich men north of Richmond. Yeah. You know, I think this is the whole thing is deny, 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 right? That is the one thing that you get taught as a politician or as a, uh, you know, as a witness in a criminal trial or a de defendant or plaintiff, which now I don't remember. Defendant? The defendant um, is the one being charged. The plaintiff yeah, so is the one making the charge deny 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 right so they're gonna just keep saying oh we did nothing wrong oh we did nothing wrong and you know i'm uh, maybe influence peddling isn't illegal maybe wait, bribery isn't illegal wait, wait, wait a minute wait a minute uh, bribery is in I the constitution this is really simple sure. follow the money you know what this is this is called money laundering yeah, I mean, bri bribery as well. Nothing so, else. So, so, so bribery is a higher standard to prove. Bribery says that you have to. I, I'm quid pro quo. I'm going to give you twenty million dollars, and for that, you're going to do X without well, a smoking gun. He literally gun, said he literally Biden literally bragged on at at that freaking. We've all seen him say right, right. that he said if you don't fire Victor Shokin, you're not going to get the money. So again, how is this? is their justification going to be that oh well the money only ever hit um hunter's account and therefore joe cannot be accountable the that he told on himself i don't know I, do they not realize the internet what? is forever yeah but like, wait a minute. we've seen the recordings yeah but but wait but wait a minute it's not what you know in a court of law and we are a nation of laws at least we used to be it's what mm. you can prove. Now look, guys, I'm leaving in six right? hours. Proving bri bribery has fired. to show a quid pro quo and it has to show oh, money going into Joe Biden's hands. Got right? fired. Money laundering is much easier to prove, right? If you follow the money. That's why I say to people, follow the money. Another okay. aspect, by the way, of money laundering, have you followed the Biden super PACs lately? No. So there's, oh, there God, is, what's come out there is the that. future for, right. So the future forward pack is a super okay. pack, right? It has and about 50 million in it, it's current. And then they have a, uh, you know, then they have a C3, which is called Forward, Future Forward US Action, which is taken in since 2000 and um, I think 18, don't quote me on the numbers, somewhere, somewhere north of 120 million. Here's the thing, no one knows where that money came from. It, they know it came from foreign sources. That money then gets funneled over into the super pack. So you wanna talk about dark money? Right. We want we want campaign finance reform, but only when it's for your team. Right. Well, you know, th this is the Joe Biden. And what did he say? Where's this quote? Joe Biden famously once said, dark money erodes public trust. No, shit, you think? 
Um, oh my gosh. So, so the foreign dark money bank rolling left's political network. And here are some names that nobody hears about. So the first name is Arabella Advisors. They're a consulting firm. But then you have, and this, this is a good one, then you have the Impetus Fund, right? Um, who was, under, you know, who sent undisclosed cash, $56 million to the future forward USA action during the last presidential cycle. Where is the reporting on this? So money is, you got to follow the money. Now, at some point, yeah someone's going to, whether he's in office or not, because, you know, articles of impeachment were just filed um, yep. in the House. Whether or not they pass in the House, whether or not the Republicans have the gumption to yeah. do it, I don't know. But, you know, again, rich men north of, I mean, and look, folks, this is not really anti-Joe Biden. I don't give a damn which side. You know, corruption is corruption. That's this right. was a country that was founded on freedom. You know those 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 national battle hymns or the things that used to unite us that That's people right. were worth fighting for? Would you fight for this country? I would fight for my freedoms, but I'm not fighting for the government. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. And that's the thing is we do really need to see campaign finance reform. I think that is something that there is no reason cannot be passed in Congress. Uh, whether you are part of the Freedom Caucus, you know, which are Republicans like Chip Roy, Matt Gates, um, you know, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, or your AOC and the squad, uh, everyone, including Bernie Sanders, has railed against dark money from these super PACs. Why can't we get campaign finance passed? Please. Wait it's a because Wait. they're not serious wait, wait, wait. about what they're talking about. So we're going to hold that thought. We're getting the high sign that we have to go to break. So we're going to come back to this because I am not, you are not, we are not done with this. Folks, you are listening to <laughs> of the people with Robert Chernin. And when I give her, you know, give her space to get a word in edgewise, Eric Reddick. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> We are of the people. You can find us on Rumble. You can find me on Twitter at RB Chernin and. And I am at Erica Reddick. Look us up. You'll be entertained. That we guarantee. Absolutely. She's never wrong. Ever. <laughs> Just ask my husband. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. And we are back. Before we get back on the As The Biden Crime Family Turns as saga, I just it's, it's, it's the gift that keeps on giving, in terms of entertainment at least. Um, folks, you can find us on ASIC Fund, A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G, and I am at R-B Chernin on Twitter if you want to talk to me and you can download our podcast our radio show on almost any platform you can find we're there so be sure and download us and rate us give us five stars and if you can't give me the criticism i want to know what we do what we can do better and erica where can they find you I'm at Erica Reddick on Twitter. That's E R I C K A R E D I C. Don't forget the K. 
It's very important. And uh, and very also very important, like and share, y'all. Uh, help us spread the message. Help us help you spread the word about these very important topics, cultural events, and things like that. Uh, because the more we talk about things, the more we get it out, the uh, the better. And the, the more we sing, and the more we sing, it. the more we sing together. Not that song. No, no, not that song. <laughs> All right. Had to go there. Back to the Biden crime family. I, I tell you, I'll tell you my, here's my real thought. There is now proof that money has exchanged hands to someone in the Biden crime family. Don't yes. know if it reaches President Biden or not. Let the facts fall where they may. But there's now proof China was paying them. Yep. Russia was paying. Remember the mayor's daughter, right? The mayor of Moscow's daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, is that another, I think, dinner, as I recall? And clearly yep. there's been a lot of money flowing from the Ukraine. Um, and yes. who knows, with all the dark money, maybe the money we're giving to Ukraine is finding its way back through these funds. You know, the super PAC or the dark money pack back to the Bidens. It wouldn't well, surprise remember me. They've been, they, they're missing what, like 63 billion or some stupid amount of money. I'm sure I got that number wrong, but they have already, the state department has already come out and said, oh yeah, sorry, we lost billions of dollars we sent over there. Right. Yeah. And by the way, they didn't lose billions of their dollars. No. They lost billions of our, our dollars. dollars. But here's my question for you. Washington, the the rich men north of Richmond, which, by the way, I'm told has 12 million downloads in six days. Thank you, Lord Benjamin. Um, there is unity in song, folks. Don't kid yourself. That's why the, that's why the left is fighting hard against it, because if they lose the battle for music, the tide in, in this culture war has turned. Mark my words. But here's my question. Three Erica. billion. Sorry. Let me be three, three billion? billion in accounting errors. Well, that's okay. You you do know as a total segue, the IRS has just come out and said they have lost millions of tax returns that they can't find, which probably is a good thing, frankly. <laughs> I hope they lost mine. But oh yeah, it's any folks. Anything I say, look it up. So the Ogden, <gasps> Utah office, and I forget which office in California has now come out and said they can't find millions of records of U.S. taxpayers. So, uh, right, this is this is your government that can't secure the border, that can't count votes properly, that can't that loses, you know, can't deliver health care in an efficient way, mm -hmm. that loses IRS records when they're not, you know, harassing reporters or they're targeting Republicans. Right. Uh, yep. These are these are the guys that and now they're censoring, you know, censoring everyone. These are the guys we're supposed to trust because what they're rich men north of Richmond. Um, I digress. Here's oh, my question my to you. In all of this that's going on, and it's going to roll forward through the election, and what, and I, like I said, I don't think Biden's your nominee anyway, but who else is involved here? Because anyone who thinks that it's just about the Biden crime family, or Hunter Biden, or Robert Biden, or Dr. Jill Biden, or President Biden, these things don't operate in a vacuum. Washington is no. about as incestuous, and I've been in Washington for years in various capacities. It is the most incestuous place yeah. that you're ever going to find. So if there's money flowing from China here, from Russia here, because you know, clearly some people at least are for sale, mm -hmm. Ukraine here, I want to know who else is involved. 
because this can't operate in a vacuum. As a matter of fact, so there's a former FBI agent, and his name is Kevin Brock, who is the former FBI assistant director of intelligence, Start is the first person I've seen that is starting to ask the question is, does the conspiracy grow any larger than Biden? What do you think? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God, absolutely. This is the thing that we know. And and anybody who has been paying attention or has half a brain knows how corrupt the federal government is. Um, you've got there have been so many documentaries that have come out over the years, like Food Inc. And even um, oh, what's that one by uh, the guy that everybody hates, Michael Moore? Um, you know, he's hates. a left winger. I thought yeah, you were talking about left- me. No, the, Michael Moore. Even I, I, for I mean, golly, the last time I was in college was freaking twenty years ago, and I was learning about how the 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 you know the uh, the director of the FDA or the CDC then goes on to have some you know they they pass some favorable law or some not a law sorry because they're not Congress right this is the this is the administrative state makes some rule that benefits big pharma who then that guy then goes on to be the CEO of some major pharmaceutical company making billion millions of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen the corruption. We've seen it. Documentaries have been put out for years and everybody knows it. But if you say that we need to abolish the deep state or the administrative state, you're some kind of crazy right winger. And it's like, no, again, even leftists have come out against pharmaceutical companies and against the corruption in the administration. Why is it we can't pass these things through Congress? Why are we not seeing change? Wait, wait a and, minute. Wait a minute. You said in the last segment that we need campaign finance reform. And my response to you is pretty simple. There is nothing more pathetic than trying to wean a politician off a feeding source, or let's call it the teat of power, right? That's right. Money is that, so so they're going to self-limit themselves. I mean, those guys that were altruistic to a certain point died in the, you know, the last of them probably died in the early 1900s, <laughs> at least in terms of political power. Yeah, George Washington, Congress, Congress, well, well, he didn't, you know, he didn't die in the 1900s, unless, of course, you know. No, I'm might be, saying, like, it died with our founding yeah. fathers. You know, unless you're like, you know. Unless you're you're a friend of Ponce de Leon and you found that you really did find the fountain of youth in Florida, but so unfortunately, reform is going to have to come from the outside in, and that's why it's so difficult, mm. right? The other yeah. fact is everyone thinks that Congress is corrupt, but not their congressman, yeah, or not their or not their senator, right? Yeah. So how do you foment change, right? Because facts, you know, don't matter. Because facts are now in that sort of uh, echo chamber of what's your political views. And I yeah. think it's a, it's a much more pernicious um, thing that's happening here. It's what you and I have talked about. If you, yeah. I just had someone over my home this morning who was you know, working on fixing you know, one of the machines here. And young guy in his own business, in his late 20s, great guy, solid, 
highly conservative and he's just like, look, I'm too busy, you know, feeding my family, making a living. I don't have time to get involved. And that's blah, the real blah, blah, issue. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Well, forget about an excuse. It's the truth. They, I, I mean, the economy is in shambles, right? I, I think that, I think wages have gone up 3% and inflation is 16%. Right or no? Wait, wages have gone uh, down three percent. It's like a twenty-point spread. I mean, gas is five dollars a gallon or, or or whatever it is, right? So, how do you foment change from the outside in? Because they are not going to pass laws that limit themselves. They're not going to pass um, well, term limits. I they're mean, not going to. They're not going to. You know. That's why I'm a supporter of Convention of States. You know, I know we've had arguments about whether or not you're not you're not COS getting me on that because I'm I'm is, scared to death that it, it I goes I got else. you, but what is your alternative? War, another revolution, um, or is you it instilling it duty and response, or instilling duty and responsibility? I guarantee you that guy who said I'm too busy to get involved if what? it actually mattered to him or it actually affected his life in a meaningful way if they came after him and his family you bet your sweet bippy that he would make the time and figure it out and get involved but that's the problem everyone wants to obfuscate responsibility i i don't have time it's not on me it's for someone well, else to deal with and then and then well we don't want to do cos because that's too scary i'm too uh, i'm too i'm too important or this other thing i'm doing is too important that's not to really take what he responsibility meant responsibility for my country that, and my freedom and my neighbors that's not and what it's he said the same bullcrap excuse that i heard day after day after day when i was running for congress oh no robert you unleashed the beast with this one that <laughs> crap makes me more angry than anything else does when people say i'm too busy or i don't have time i'm like oh so you don't care about your family you don't care about your kids you don't care about the people getting killed in ukraine and around the world you don't care that we're arming and equipping people to have coups to overthrow the government all over africa you don't care and i am sick that's not, and that's tired not, of those same people that's not, not taking responsibility for what is absolutely their responsibility they control the levers of power in this country and they take no responsibility for it and that is what is wrong i'm going to come up with some excuse for why i'm too important to be a part of the solution i don't want to hear it anymore You're done? Yes. <laughs> I'm just waiting, you know, because I'm going to be told I interrupted you too much, so I apologize for no, that. No, that's but okay. Are no, you, you I just want to know, are you done? Yes, you may okay. speak now. Okay, I can speak now. <laughs> Ooh, boy, I'm not touching that one. So, um, Lord Benjamin, she's all yours. So, <gasps> look, look, first of all, that is not what he said nor what he meant and it wasn't an abdication like i don't care it's that i'm too busy with basic things like putting a roof over my head and feeding you know my family that i don't have the time now yes you and i can argue and he, again he's in his 20s right you're not even though you look like you're in your 20s uh and i certainly am not and i don't look like i'm in my 20s but that's not what he was saying 
And the point of bringing this gentleman up, and he was a stand-up guy, and in my parlance, there's no higher compliment than that. It was that he was so busy trying to just, you know, feed his family, feed himself, um, and build something so that, you know, he can live in the world. Unless, of course, you're Oliver Anthony and you live off the grid, which there are some who do that, that he doesn't have the bandwidth. Now, I, you know, look, I would agree with you that a certain aspect is that this is by intent, not of this person, but the Correct. government wants you to be that. But, but you can't look until there's a mass uprising of some sort. You're asking what the solution is. I don't know what the solution is, but I don't believe that Convention of States is, is that. If I'm wrong, I would love to be wrong. And if it ends up happening, I think, I think it's great. Uh, but uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I just don't trust political leaders. Change has to come from the bottom up. You can define that however you want. But that means people have to participate. I bet Which, you that why same are we doing guy the show? will give you all the reason. I, I bet that same dude doesn't vote and will give you a thousand excuses for why he doesn't vote. No, So they he can does, complain he does vote. all he does day vote. about the way that things are. But if you don't actually participate in your own self-governance, then you're part of the problem. That is the problem. I don't have time. I'm too busy. It's someone else's responsibility. But he, well, wait, if wait, that's wait. the case, you're then inferring to him vote? things he did not say. He did not say. He does vote, and you're inferring to him things he did not say. I understand you're passionate about this point, and I share your passion. That's why we do this show, right? Is to give people information to motivate them, to get them involved, to you know, give them tools to fight back, so that when the woke mob tries to cancel them or tries to shut them down or demagogue, demonize, and divide, that's why we do this. But you're, but you are impugning this guy's integrity because, you know, and I understand this is a hot button for you. I get that. But he, and by the way, he's under 30. I don't know about you. I didn't get involved until I was in, in my thirties, right? Now, obviously I'm an old, I'm an altacocker now, so I'm an old guy. So I've been involved for a long time, right? But, you know, you got, I mean, I agree with your passion and your emotion, and I agree with your sentiment that people need to get involved. But by the way, you can get involved on the local level, school boards, right? Town, yes, you know, town, exactly. Town manager, whatever. So Correct. He, we were talking, he and I were talking about federal level and federal politicians, and he wasn't saying he's not involved locally. We did talk about that if, you know, if, you know, those big bad wokesters from the big city, you know, the Jason Aldean, try that in a small town, you know, is, is if all hell breaks loose and they try to come from, come to New Hampshire, he'll give them a warm welcome as will I. But so I hear you, I get your passion, but let's go, let's go back to this whole Biden crime family thing. Cause I want to now focus on China because China is one of the people that we know has funneled money either directly or indirectly. And again, proof isn't quite there yet, but there's certainly enough uh, evidence or at least testimony that that it has do you know that do you know what the strategic petroleum reserve is the spr yes okay do you know that we have drained the spr back in november yes. and guess who we were selling that oil to china china and yes. we're not replenishing it so people you need to understand so on top of everything else right is it a quid pro quo not that i can prove but so the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, in November, and this goes back to Biden, we'll get there in a second, That's right. has two conversations with her counterpart in China to let them know beforehand that we're going to drain the SPR and we're going to sell millions of gallons to China. And supposedly China was going to do something that was sort of uh, 
equal or equivalent, and all China did was take our oil, obviously use it, and build their own reserve. How stupid Correct. are we? Right? Yeah, we sold. Not we sold our most. We sold our most. And they're not refilling Valuable it. asset at that we sold our most valuable asset that was purchased at a lower price right. to our biggest worst enemy Good and word. in order to have um replenished it we would have had to repurchase at a higher price so it is it to me it is 100% clear that the Biden administration specifically but that the federal government generally is committed to destroying and decimating the United States economy. Uh, they are committed to destroying the value of the US dollar, uh, of destroying our credit rating, and essentially taking us down from being the number one economy in the world. It is a, it to me personally, as a person who is involved in finance and pays very close attention to anything that involves debt, asset management, finances, the Fed, Federal Reserve, you know, all that kind of stuff. All of these moves are very clearly, were very clearly going to put us in a worse position. And so either this is the most, the stupidest group of people that has stupid. ever been They're assembled. Stupid. Exactly. So they have to be the most malicious. I don't see any other, uh, I, I don't see these moves as being anything other than malicious in intent. You're not going to get an argument out of me. I can tell you. I just, the question really to me is, why aren't there why aren't people just pursuing the facts right i mean you're pursuing trump and again i don't want to get into the whole trump thing because you're going to send people off the deep end i i think these are no pun intended trumped up charges not that he hasn't perhaps transgressed the law here or there let him prove it let the let the facts you know fall where they may i think you're going to see in this latest indictment coming out of georgia you're going to have a replay of the bill clinton it depends on the meaning of what the meaning of the word is is, is because it depends on your definition of the word is well no so so supposedly there's two different versions of what happened in the phone call with raffensberger which is you know is you know find me the votes or you know i or i need to find the votes or we need to find the votes Let, let's see whether it plays itself out but going back to the whole biden thing to me the issue has to be one of accountability now here's the real question though who's behind biden mm. well i can tell you who's behind of the people who's that and it's uh asic and coalition for america who is oh, those where guys. we're gonna go to on this next commercial break that uh benjamin's been giving me the, the pointing sign. at his watch sign over here okay <laughs> folks you have been listening to of the people with robert chernin and erica reddick erica reddick i love don't you love the way my voice echoes like that i didn't know i sounded like that echo echo, echo. we will be right back for more fisticuffs stay tuned
The lessons of history are clear. Socialism is an experiment that has failed. It has always failed. It failed in the Soviet Union. It failed in China. It failed in Vietnam, in Cuba, and in Venezuela. In fact, it has failed anywhere and everywhere. And history is littered with the failure that is socialism. Socialism seduces you. Your life will be freer and happier under socialism. You will have no cares and there will be no need to work under socialism. Socialism's true goal? To seize political power, to take it from the people, and to give it to these people. The verdict of history is clear. Socialism, the big lie. This educational video was brought to you by the American Center for Education and Knowledge and paid for by people like you who care about the future of our democracy. Please help us continue our work educating the American public and consider supporting ASIC by making a tax-deductible donation at asicfund.org. Hello, and welcome back to what's left of Of The People. You should have seen what happened on break. There's me, Ooh. and there's Erica. Erica, yes. let's bring this, maybe not full circle, but so who's behind Joe Biden? That's the question of the day. Well, well first of all, do, does anyone really think, have you spoken to anyone who's not sort of this ideological, dogmatic, rabid, you know, Democrat who, you know, the only good Republican is a dead one kind of thing. Have you seen mm. anybody who thinks that Joe Biden is actually in charge? Um, I, no. And I think I heard yesterday that he has spent 40 weeks on vacation. Well, so it's a nice, it's, it's a nice job if you can get it works for me. I like vacation. Yeah. Just, yep. you know, but here's the thing you saw this whole, um, hubbub with Obama's biographer. And let me get the name down so oh, I got it right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the biographer was yeah. David Garrow, who's a historian and his biographer. So, you know, it's salacious. He's dreaming of, you know, you know, making love to men, dated this white woman, um, dream of my father was fictitious. Is there, you know, his embrace of his blackness was fictitious, totally calculated. Now, this is his biographer saying that, right? Mm. Okay. But here's the the piece that people are missing in all of this. So in his interview, right, he says the following. And this has to do with obviously, you know, the, what is it, the 42nd president? Regarding Obama, he says the following. He said, he lives in a brick mansion in D.C. Doesn't it strike you as weird that he's an ex-president, he's comparatively young, and he's living in the center of Washington? The original mm -hmm. excuse was that Sasha had to finish school. Then you could say, well, you know, opposition to Trump, Trump, he needed to be there. But Sasha's in USC, Trump is gone, Joe Biden's president. So doesn't it strike you as odd? I mean, I have heard from more than one source, right? And DC's all about gossip, 
that, that there are regular meetings at Obama's house in Calorama, which is a neighborhood, involving top figures in the current White House with Secret Service and cars outside. I don't write about it because it's not my lane. There are over a thousand reporters in Washington, and yet there are zero stakeouts of Obama's mansion, if only to tell us who's coming and going. So, again, I have no proof, but it raises an interesting question, which is, you know, there's gaps in the visitor's log in the White House. This whole dinner in 2015, by the way, when he was vice president, Biden, not Obama, at uh, Cafe Milano, Jen Psaki, the press secretary, came out and said, we checked his schedule and it wasn't on a schedule. And then later, you know, six months later, they came out and said, well, it got added to his later to his schedule later in the day. Right. You have there are no logs of who's visiting Biden, if anyone, in his basement when he's on vacation in Delaware. And now you have not that the the ex-president needs to have a log of his visitors, but you would think if the media, to coin a phrase, was being an honest broker, as is their job. Why wouldn't someone say, I mean, Obama said, look, you know, if you're looking for ratings, no one sells ratings. The two people who sell ratings in the news media are Obama and Trump. Everybody else is a distant third. Yeah. But nobody's but taking it out. they have to protect. No, they're trying to protect his legacy. They are trying desperately. I mean, they they still say, the media still says that the only scandal from his presidency was that he wore a tan suit. Uh, which is a very obvious Fa- lie. Fast and Furious, Solyndra, Benghazi. Do you want me to go through all these scandals? I can name uh, most of them. There is, he is like the golden child who must be protected at all costs. And, uh, and, and so I think that when you look at the fact that almost the entire Biden administration's cabinet and White House staff, the whole bit is all retreads from the Obama administration. Pretty much. That's really all you need to know. But um, you know, I think the the media has really destroyed its its credibility. And and so it does not shock me at all that this isn't being covered or that it's being covered up. Um, and in no way would I be surprised to hear that President Obama is still influencing policy and the direction of the country. Because it's clear that octogenarian uh, Joe Biden is is not doing it. So I'm going to go you one step further. First of all, this segment of the of the show, I want yeah. the following title. Is the Biden presidency the third term of Barack Obama? Right. That's yes. my question. Right. Because that's where we're going with this. Right. Mm-hmm. Susan Rice, who who had no domestic policy experience prior to the Biden administration. Right. She was the um, UN um, ambassador to the UN. She was, you know, a foreign affairs advisor. You know, she has a hell of a resume. She's the domestic policy advisor. Now she's resigned, right? She's left to run part of the Biden, you know, re-election campaign. She is the direct link to Obama. That's my argument here, 
right? Mm-hmm. She was also, by the way, she was also, if everyone remembers, she was the one during yep. the, right before the inauguration of President Trump, was in the White House when Comey disclosed this whole yep. Russiagate nonsense. And she happened to, post-meeting, take down the notes, this one has to be done by the book, right? Yep. Which, which shows that this information, which they knew from the Steele dossier was unverified, right? They used this sort of ontological technique where they leaked it to the media and then quoted the media as justification for their inquiry, right? That's right. So to me, this is the third term of Barack Obama. And if you look at the policies being pushed, right? And you look, Joe, Joe Biden does not have a disciplined bone in his body. There's that old video that when he ran for president in like the 1980s or 90s that, you know, where he said, I graduated third in my class. No, you were second oh, yeah, to last. All the lies you know. and the plagiarism. And the, right. Yep. Plagiarism from Neil Kinnock, who was the Labor Party leader in England. He does not have a, a, an authentic disciplined bone in your, his body. So what better right. figurehead to have if you're President Obama right than him because look say what you want about hillary um and i could say a lot of things about hillary but she is not a mouthpiece right she has her own agenda and it's all about mm. lining the coffers of the clintons not the coffers, mm. you know not 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 necessarily pushing an ideological agenda at least with the clintons you knew it was all about money with biden it's about money with obama it's about ideology and transformation and that's what you're seeing here because now i mean but tell me where i'm wrong here I mean, no one's covering the Obama aspect of this. Mm. I think that, again, it it just goes to show how toxic and what a bunch of liars the press are and why we, yeah, we know that. have come as Americans not to trust them. Notice, too, that these are people of color. And so if you say anything about it or attack them, then you're a racist and they can say, oh, you're just a, you know, white, mis- white who, devil, who are, wait, wait, misogynist, who are people of color? Who are blah, people blah, blah, blah. Isn't Susan Rice black? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if you say anything about it, then you're a racist or you're a this or a that. And they just use the same old monikers to attack you, shut you down, and discredit you. And since Obama is mm-hmm. the golden child, um, anything or anyone around him must also be protected at all costs. So, uh, you know, none of this surprises me. None of this is a shock to me. And if it all comes out later that, in fact, he is still basically running the Calling government. Calling the shots, right. I would not be surprised. Not one bit. I mean, remember that he was overheard saying, you don't have to do this, Joe. And some of these other things that were leaked that were never really pursued or talked about. Um you know, there is a concerted effort by the the news media to cover up anything that could potentially expose the Biden crime family, the Obama administration, and anyone in their cabinet. Period. Well, when you We've when you think it about for- it, it's 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 a perfect storm because Bidens care about money. They don't care about anything else. That's, that's right. Been, that's proven. Obama in my opinion, doesn't care about money, cares about ideology. So you That's have right. someone in front that you can buy, which again, I think they're ready to kick them to the curb. 
I st- yep. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think Gavin Newsom is the um, is the Democratic nominee. I do not think, under any way, shape, or form, it will be it will be Biden. I think they're waiting to see what happens with Trump. I think. And if it's somebody other than Trump, they're going to go into panic mode, although they will vilify and demonize whoever it is, whether it's Ron DeSantis or, you know, Chris Christie or Tim Scott, who I personally like. I like them all, actually. But um, I think that's that's what you're going to see. I think because if the Biden crime family gets exposed, there is and and we go into impeachment. They are exposed. Well, and this is the thing is once they go into discovery, they're going to have a hard time keeping Obama's malfeasance uh, covered up. So, so he, I think that. Got it. Here's the other thing. Sorry to interrupt. Here's the other thing. Yeah. So Smith, right, The you know, uh, files charges against Trump. Right. Trump now has subpoena power. Mm. which I would argue is one of the reasons that they made, you know, whatever the guy's name is, David, whatever, the special counsel, which, you know, to me is a whitewash, is to, you know, that way he doesn't have to testify. But, you know, Trump has some weapons. And again, look, we'll see how this plays itself out. Um, I think America is frankly, I mean, as much as I think there is incredible grassroots support for President Trump, um, deservedly so, I think yeah. America is tired of all this. I'm, I'm not sure how anybody gets behind it. But if anybody thinks that this is not the third term of Barack Obama, I think that they are living in, in a world that I don't understand if you're just paying attention to it. It's not that hard to connect the dots in all of this. And yeah. nobody has. And by the way, just as a, as a, a, um, as a test. So, you know, we, we got downgraded, right? The U.S. economy is downgraded from AAA to AA. Who was the only other president where the U.S. economy was downgraded? Ooh, Obama. You got it. Barack Obama. Only been twice done in history. So so the faith and confidence of the U.S. government, right, under Obama, under Biden, which makes sense because it's really the same policies and and it's the same leadership. The only the guy in the front is different. Yep. So, yeah. So, cost of borrowing, ladies and gentlemen, just went up. And and again, for the record, what nobody's talking about. Oops. What nobody's talking about is is the our um deficit, right? Is let me make sure mm. I get these numbers right. Let me let me make sure I got them right. So mm. the national debt is thirty two point seven trillion dollars, and the federal deficit we're spending one point four trillion a year more than we take in, not counting the two or three billion that we can't find that we sent to Ukraine. Yep, and the unfunded mandates, and the unfunded mandates, which by the way would be Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, which no one t- wants to talk about the great entitlement debate which is what we should be having in my opinion so erica i'm exhausted trying to keep up with you Ooh, ooh. i you got me fired up today i am fired up <laughs> fired up yeah so much so you were knocking stuff over you know and literally on break. i mean yeah, literally <laughs> she folks she had such a temper tantrum on the break i mean it was like whoa that's not true. She didn't have a temper tantrum. She just was knocking stuff over because she's Erica. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin. At RB Chernin is my Twitter handle. Give me your best shot. I can take, a, take it and you can find our podcast Of The People with Robert Chernin. 
anywhere you get your downloads. Make sure it's in your feed. Share it, comment. And the lovely Erica Reddick, where can they get you again? At Erica Reddick on Twitter and generally irritable everywhere else. Folks, thanks for staying with us. We will see you next week because we're exhausted. We got to go. Take care. We stop the